and good morning. Welcome to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7 FM and 1450 AM WAOV in Vincennes, 97.3 FM in Washington. We begin this morning's show with Vincennes Police Chief John Hillenbrand. Good morning. Good morning. You know, when I get a police officer in, coming into the studio in a good mood, I know it's going to be a good day. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So uh, you're smiling for a lot of reasons, a lot of things coming up. And uh, also, this will be your last visit this calendar year, which is hard to believe it's gone fast. I know, right? It has gone fast, hasn't it? It has. It has blown by. This yeah. has been a very fast year for us. Well, he's he's nominated for one of the most improved guests I've had this year. <laughs> Is that right? Okay. Well, you know what? That's I'll take it. <laughs> Just kidding with him. Yeah, you've done wonderful. Appreciate you coming in each each uh, month and letting us know uh, a lot of good things going on uh, next Tuesday, of course shop with a cop yes big day for the vincent's police department as well as uh pace students we will have our annual shop with a cop uh the parade the caravan of buses and uh, police vehicles going from pace on hart street down uh, to walmart and then the shopping festivities begin so uh officers pair up with uh, the students there at pace uh, I believe Santa Claus is going to be there along with Mrs. Claus for pictures with the kiddos and, and officers. And then we plan to spend uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about $225 per student this year. So a uh, lot of really good things. That is, that's great money. I mean, that's a lot of money. That now, is. $225 10 years ago probably got you a little bit more than it does today. Yes. But hey, you know what? It's it's still nice. Absolutely. We will uh, end up spending the money on clothes, coats, uh, underwear, socks, and of course, toys. Well, yeah. Yeah. Got to have toys. Got to have toys. Oh my gosh, there's so many cool toys. Uh, there are. Oh my gosh. And oh. let me tell you, um, I don't want to take anything away from Walmart. But if I were a person that was out shopping on next Tuesday, I would avoid Walmart from 9 a.m. to about 11.30 a.m. Just because uh, it will be bombarded with police and students. Unless you're in the grocery section. We, we don't really go into the grocery Man, section. Nothing there is cool. No, no. <laughs> We don't want that good stuff. That's exactly right. Now, our students at the schools, uh, uh, Lincoln and Reve, and are, are they going to be out there as well? Yeah, absolutely. They uh, they are uh, elf helpers, and uh, they help the officers uh, with shopping because we have so many students uh, at Pace, uh, not only here but also in Bicknell. So we will have students from North Knox, South Knox, Lincoln and Reve that will help in shopping for the kids. And let me tell you, they love it. Yeah. It is a great time for them. They, they just have a, a wonderful time doing that. So, okay. And now, we appreciate it because without their help, we wouldn't be able to shop for all those kids. The other thing is thank you to everybody who gave to the shop with the cop to make this possible because you had to do fundraising for it. So we do. And it is 100% supported by our local community and every dollar that is donated goes to shopping with the kids. There is no money that's taken off the top to pay for anything other than shopping with the kids. All right. That's next Tuesday, and if you hear sirens at about oh eight thirty ish, yeah, somewhere in there, yeah, you know they're on their way. That's right. We we always feel sorry for those that work the midnight shift and live along that uh, parade route, as we'll refer to it, because I'm sure they wake up and think, "Oh my gosh, here we go again at shop with a cop." All right. So anyway, <laughs> it's 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 exciting. It is. It's I mean, a great time. We love I, it. I know. And I can sit right here in the studio and I'm going to come in here at, two, at 8.30 next Tuesday. Uh, even though I'm in the other side, I'm going to sit here because I love hearing that siren. I can hear yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, good stuff. And it's really good because during COVID, we really didn't have that opportunity either. We didn't. We, uh, although we were still shopping for the kids, um, but what we did during COVID was we actually, officers delivered the presents to the homes of all the students 
uh, but we weren't actually able to take them out and shop with them. So, but that, that time is past and we're back into full effect and shopping with the students. So, okay. All right. Well, anyway, that's going on next Tuesday. All right. Where are we as far as officers as we've wind up 2023? Yes. So where, where are we going to be? We are two officers down, but we currently, we just started a new hiring process last Saturday and we have 10 applicants uh, that completed the process last Saturday with the physical agility and the written aptitude test. And then uh, they will go take polygraph test and then uh, have an interview. And so uh, we're, we're sitting in a really good place this year. So we will be able to fill those two slots uh, with a couple of these applicants uh, once they're done with this process, as well as adding to the police department for the first time in a very long time where the grant working with the VCSC as, as well as the Catholic school system, we're gonna add some SROs. So we're gonna bring on seven more officers onto the department to fill those slots. Okay. So um, a lot of moving parts. Uh, thankfully, the, uh, the mayor and the two school corporations are working together to ensure that um, our, our schools, our students and our staff are as safe as possible. Okay, all right. You know, I think this is a, unfortunately we have to do this, okay? Unfortunately, Yep. the way things are. But boy, I'm most sure glad we have it. Yeah, you I know, mean, in this day and age, uh, being able to put an officer in the school uh, to be that person, to connect with the kids, uh, to see them day in and day out, to be there as a resource, not only for the schools, but also the kids that may have questions or concerns and to have the ability to go up and speak with officers. It's just an outstanding opportunity for our department. All right. Anyway, when will this all, does this kick in immediately or when does it kick in? So uh, basically it kicks in immediately, but obviously we have to hire it. So we've been out on the recruitment trail. How many, so, how many are you getting? So we're looking to add seven more onto the department. So okay, seven more onto the department. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. And these are all going to be just patrol officers. So we hire, we will be hiring them as patrol officers, but then we will designate uh, certain officers into the schools. schools. Okay. So, um, they will hire on as a police officer, but we will have to figure out who is best to put into the schools and which schools at that time. Okay. Cause I wasn't sure, uh, if they're hired in as SROs and then they come over or they start as police officers and then go to SROs. That's so, correct. So they will go through the entire gamut of training. All training. All training. Because you're going to go through the academy first. Correct. And then you're going to have to go through SRO stuff, right? As well as uh, the FTO training for the patrol uh, because they have to know all the ins and outs. So in essence, Chief, this really won't go into effect till next fall. Correct. All right. You're absolutely correct. All we right. hope to have all of the slots filled and the next school year when it starts an officer in every school if possible. Okay. All right. So logistically, okay. A nightmare. Uh, no, no, actually, I don't, th I, th I think you got a nice handle on this. Well, thank you. Okay. I think so. Logistically, we're going to have one at Lincoln. Yes. We'll have one at Clark. Yes. We'll have one at Vigo. Yes. Tecumseh Harrison. Yes. We will have one at Riley. Yes. We'll have one at Franklin. Yes. Okay. All right. There's six. Now, does Wabash, does the Learning Academy get yes. one? Yes. Okay. There's seven. Yep. Am I missing a school? You are. Am I? The Catholic schools. Okay. All right. So one at Reve and one at Flaget? Unfortunately not. We're looking for one officer to be split between those two schools. Okay. All right. All yes. Right. So they will have one designated for their school They're system. They're not far, real far apart. They're so. not. Oh, so okay. Correct. All right. So, uh, but we already offer uh, an officer at Lincoln. So that takes that away. So that's why we just need the seven. Okay. Now you did have one officer who was loaned to you from the county, right? So he is a special deputy with the Knox County Sheriff's Department. Does he come over to your side? So... 
he is looking to transition over to the Vincennes Police Department. Yes. Okay. But he's actually just like a reserve officer from our department. So he actually works for the VCSC as an SRO. <laughs> too many, too many letters. Or new, I mean, a lot of moving parts there. A lot but, of acronyms. Okay, but yes. he will stay at the middle school then. That is our expectation is he will come over and change uniform, but stay there. We're talking about school. Officer Cody Jones, by the way. People just Correct. say, okay, I know Cody. Yeah. So let's just say that. All Deputy right. Jones, and he is just he has done an outstanding job this year at the middle school. Um, he loves it. They love him. Um, it's just been a perfect fit. So we're certainly blessed to have him at that school. Okay. Now, I asked you to think last time. I'm going to give a little props here. You have a young lady who does it, too. Is it uh, Lincoln? Is that right? Or not, or, I ran into a, a young lady. An officer okay. there. I mean, is she one of yours? At, at Lincoln? Uh-huh. Is she one of yours? So she's a patrol officer that would have been walking through the building uh, doing checkups. Because even though we have SROs in the buildings, uh-huh. we also require our officers that when the school is open and they're on patrol, if they are not actively doing something out on patrol, whether they're on a call or um, working uh, traffic or something like that, then we ask for them to walk through the schools as well. Oh, so, did not know that. Yes, yes. Learning never stops on this show, does That's it? That's exactly right. And that's why, you know, we'll get calls and, and people will say, hey, I saw, I saw a couple of police cars at, at one of the schools. Is, is everything all right? And it's, it's just simply a day-to-day thing that just hey, occurs. At least they're calling you not going to Facebook and seeing oh, absolutely. who knows what. So. Yes, yes, for sure. This is the most anti-Facebook show you'll ever hear. <laughs> so. All right. I'll even take it a step further, just social media in general. Okay. All right, let's take a break. We'll have more of the Chief after this on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger and Vincent's Police Chief John Hillebrand. Getting you in the uh, holiday spirit. Yeah, I love it. Love the Christmas music. Yeah, okay. Well, you're ready to go on and talk about some other good things. Uh, it's been a great year for you guys. We mentioned that. Uh, yes, it has. In the hiring process and, and the grants that you have received. Yes. You know, getting a lot of, you know, lit has gone into effect what you guys have needed. Absolutely. So, but uh, there's some things going on across the street. Yeah, so um, we have some changes coming up very quickly uh, after the first of the year. Starting January 3rd, we are actually going to be closing the lobby of the police department during certain hours. So they will be open from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday, but it will be closed after 4 p.m. as well as on weekends. So if people need to access the police department as far as getting copies of reports or doing housing checks or anything like that, it'll need to be done between eight and four, Monday through Friday. And then of course, we'll also follow the city holiday schedules. So if it's a city holiday, then the department uh, lobby hours will be closed by then. And I know that there are some people that are questioning, well, why is that um we're in a transition of doing a lot of different things Um, we're looking at transitioning possibly our dispatch center over with central dispatch so we won't even have a dispatcher there and i think there's a misconception that there's a just because it's the police department there's a police officer there and in the evening hours there's not they're all out on patrol and so um, for the safety of the building, our dispatcher and everything, 
we're closing down that lobby area. And of course, that doesn't mean that people still don't have access to us. They just have to call 911 or call the regular number and speak to the dispatcher and an officer will respond wherever you are. Even if you're standing outside the police department, you can still call and we're gonna respond to the police department. It's just the lobby will not be open during that time. Now, let me ask you this. I know a lot of, I'm one of them that I use you guys for my pills drop off. You know, and oh, yeah. my, my nose. so I mean, yep. that's still going to be there though, right? It will be there. Okay, all right. Um, but it'll be there from eight to four, uh, Monday through okay, Friday. Right. So you can still access that. It's just limiting the hours when, when no. that lobby is actually okay. open. Okay. So the service is there, just a different hour. That's exactly right. Uh, Absolutely. Hey. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, change is hard and, and there's, there's some people, that had some concerns mm-hmm. because they're like, well, what if somebody needs to run to the police department? and and need someone immediately well again there isn't necessarily someone there anyway um they just need to call for the police and nine one one that's exactly right it's as simple as that so um we just want to get that information out and then also there are some changes as far as the cost for of course you know everything inflation's going up the cost for everything is going up so unfortunately, we also have to increase some of our costs. And one of those things is the Indiana accident reports. Um, you are still being able to access those online. It's $12 online. But if you stop in the police department after January 3rd and get a copy of it, that cost is going to be $15 uh, rather than the $5 that it had been previously. Mm-hmm. So we just want to make sure people are aware of that. Also something that uh, with the body camera age and, and uh, all of the recording equipment that the police department has, a lot of people ask questions about, hey, how, how do I get a copy of that or can I get a copy of it? And you can, you can come into the department. We have a form for you to fill out and requesting what type of recording you're needing, whether it's the radio transmission that goes across the airwaves, whether it's a telephone conversation that's recorded or the body-worn video. However, radio transmission recordings are $100 per recording, telephone recordings are $100 per recording, and the body-worn camera video is $150 per recording or per officer's body-worn camera. Can anybody get those or does that go through the courts? Or? No, they can. They can. Oh, really? Yes. In other, um, words, in other words, if you pull me over, I want a copy of that. Yep. I can ask for it and you'd have to give it to me for a hundred bucks. $150 for, yes. And there's a form that you'll have to fill out and uh, you'll have to give us certain information that See. we'll need, the date, the time, um, your name, obviously, so we can find that recording and then uh, download that. However, I will say that if someone just wants to view it, they can contact us and at no charge, we can bring them into the department and let them view it uh, themselves. But as far as needing a copy of something like that, then there is a cost associated with it. That sounds like uh, an attorney thing, right? (laughs) I mean, it does. I mean, if an attorney wants a copy, you know, I mean, I just don't know if I feel comfortable with you guys giving it to the public. Well, so we will have to uh, go through and redact some things uh, sometimes. Um, But unfortunately, with the uh, freedoms that people have, uh, we have to give them access to it. But because of the cost associated with it, the state allows us to charge for that and that is $150, and then a telephone recording is $100, and a radio transmission recording is $100. Okay, all right, what else? So, uh, wow, we have so many things. We are finishing up uh, redoing the main level of the police department. We just uh, finished up with the painting and carpeting, and so we are going to hopefully have things back on the walls uh, starting starting uh, the beginning of the year, we'll, we'll kind of be back to normal, so to speak. And then uh, we are also out there looking at combining the dispatch center again with the county 
central 911 dispatch. So hopefully if, if we're able to combine all that, it will make things a little more seamless for the dispatching uh, and, and hopefully maybe even speed up the response for officers to get to calls. Okay. All right. A lot of stuff. A lot, a lot, of, a lot of stuff happening here. Yes. I, you know, I got excited this year when uh, it did bring the camera. I mean, oh yeah. yeah. I mean, the things that you get. You know, I call them toys, but actually, they are very useful. Oh, absolutely, very, very useful. They are. They are phenomenal. Um, it's amazing. Um, I, obviously, as the chief administrator of the department, um, I have access to all of them. I wish I had time to watch them, but it isn't until someone calls in and has a question or concern, but then I can go back and review that and see exactly what happened and what was said mm -hmm. okay good good all right so what's going to happen in 2024 you mentioned some early changes but what's going to happen in 2024 well 2024 we are going to uh we are going to add some new vehicles to the police department we're going to add new officers to the police department we are going to increase uh, we are really focusing on training in 2024 we have uh, lots of already scheduled training, uh, advanced training for officers. We are also starting in 2024, the Vincennes Police Department and the Princeton Police Department are combining forces and coming up with a tactical team that will respond to incidents inside the city of Vincennes as well as Princeton. So we will combine resources to save uh, taxpayers money, but still provide an excellent service to both communities. Wow, that's great. Do, yes. we, do we see a lot of communities doing that? Uh, we do, yeah. Uh, whenever you're able to combine resources and personnel uh, to provide a better service, sometimes a safer service, um, it's a win-win it's a for everybody. So we're only you know, about 20 miles apart, so it, it just made good logistical sense. We have a great working relationship with our with our friends there at Princeton, so it's it's a great collaboration. All right, shop with a cop next Tuesday. Don't Tuesday, forget don't forget it. And if you like to contribute, then maybe next yes. year for next yes, year. Yes, absolutely. So we do fundraise all year round, and the monies that we're collecting now are actually for next year. And uh, you can donate by uh, sending a check into the Vincennes Police Department or dropping it off. Or if you're going to uh, donate monetarily cash, bring that into the department. Don't send that through the mail. And again, 100% of your donation is used for the shopping with the kids. So, All right. Appreciate you coming in, Chief. And uh, we'll see you next year. Happy holidays. You too. Stay tuned. More than Morning Chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to the Morning Chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7, 1450 AM WAOV, and also 97.3 FM in Washington. Our next guest this morning from the, from the Good Samaritan Hospital Foundation, the Executive Director, Nicole Coomer. Good morning. Good morning, Ed. Well, I tell you, it's always great to talk to you. You always are so positive and smiling and... Oh, thank you so much. It's always wonderful to be here with you. Okay. Well, anyway, a lot to talk about, a lot of good stuff going on. And uh, you just had your event last month, wasn't it, in November? Yes. Yes. At the end of November, we had our Party in Paradise event, and it was spectacular. We had Bad Medicine as our music and all sorts of dancing and fun. And of course, for a great cause, it was for our scholarship program. So we're very thrilled to come off of that event and get ready for the holidays. Can you tell me how much you made, or is that a secret? It's not a secret. We're, we're pretty excited. We made about um, $60,000 in net proceeds. Um, I'm a fistball 
bump you from distance. Definitely oh, fist bump. Oh my goodness. We are thrilled because that is a huge, huge contribution towards our scholarship program. And we've recently, you know, this year expanded that quite a bit. So that really is making a huge impact in young people that are going into healthcare careers. So we're so excited about that. Wow. Wow. One night. Yes. Bad medicine must be very good. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. They are a lot of fun. Oh, well, anyway, good, good, good. Now that goes into next year. Is it all? Yes. Okay, all right. So those would be awarded in 2024. And uh, our scholarships, uh, our new application will actually open in January. So yeah. more to come on that soon. Do we get an app, a lot of applicants for that? You know, I, it's definitely grown over the last few years. You know, I think, um, honestly, just uh, the experience of going through COVID has opened the eyes of a lot of people about healthcare careers and about how it's a really a, sort of a, a, a profession of service and a profession that has a mission with it. And so it's caused this amazing generation of students to really run towards healthcare careers because they see how they can make a difference. And it's, it's so cool, so cool to talk to some of these individuals who receive these scholarships because they really want to make an impact in their community. Because at one time during COVID, we saw the numbers of applicants for nursing and healthcare in general go down. But I think we kind of rebounded well. And now you're seeing it at the hospital, aren't you? We're starting to see those numbers come back. And it's, you know, it's, it's very interesting to hear uh, the career changers as well, because we've seen a lot of people from different professions changing careers and deciding, you know, maybe when I'm 30, maybe when I'm 40 or 50, I would like to go into a healthcare career now. That's my next step. And those are my favorite applicants. I, I, I'm a little bit biased, but I love to hear people, you know, kind of go through that, through that experience and change their lives. Yeah. Okay, good, good. Well, anyway, uh, great job on that. Thank you to everybody who came and donated. Yes. And, uh, bad medicine for playing. I mean, just a, a good night for Good Samaritan Hospitals Foundation. So thankful to everybody who came, all of our sponsors, our board members, our volunteers. Truly, it is a group effort, and we have a phenomenal group come together every year for this event. Now, was this your first complete year as or second year? I mean, this would have been my my second complete year as director of the foundation. Yeah, all right. Yes. So how the two years different? Have they? Were they different? It's definitely been, you know, a growing experience. I think everybody when they step into a new position, they they grow themselves. And, you know, we we are so blessed because truly in our profession, um in a lot of ways, we're making dreams come true. You know, we are helping people at times when they have the most need. And so it's been something where I feel that I've grown as an individual and even our teams, you know, we've recently, we have Tina Meeks now, and then we have recently added Courtney Wellage to our team over the last year. So it's, it's amazing to see that, you know, transition and that growth happen organizationally as well. Strength in numbers. Yes. <laughs> that, that is so true. It's true. I mean, you it's know, that, true. I mean, it, it, I don't care what anybody says. It's nice to have somebody to bounce an idea off of. And, it's true. Okay, well, good, good. All right. I uh, know there's a lot I want to ask you about this past year and then heading into next year. But before we do that, you're here for another reason, right? Yes. Well, I really wanted to kind of share with the community some opportunities of ways to really support local patients, to support local health care. I think it, it especially is a key time to really support our local institutions at the end of the year um, when many are thinking about, you know, who made a difference? Who are they grateful for? What what organizations or what people have really impacted my life? Um, and I just want people to, you know, also recognize that Good Samaritan Hospital Foundation is an opportunity to also make a, a meaningful contribution uh -huh. to help our community. Um, so we have five areas that we make impact, and that includes community health and well-being. Um, we support patient assistance, of course, at the hospital, but also education and scholarships that we spoke about, um, medical equipment and technology, and then something called emerging needs, which is really just we know that healthcare is consistently changing, and so to help our hospital stay agile and, and stay current, needs allows that opportunity to really support where there a need arises and sometimes that can change month to month or even day to day I see all good good you know I think sometimes we have an idea of what the foundation is about you know for years I gotta tell you it's just I thought the foundation was simply 
whatever the doctors wanted, you tried to go get it for them. I mean, I, I really thought that's what the foundation did. And then I started to learn a little bit more about you have funds for certain programs. And then I started finding out even more. Your spectrum is, is so wide right now. Yes. I mean, and somebody like you, you love that, don't you? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I, you, you come to work and learn every day in this type of profession. Right. Um, and you're learning from your peers who are, you know, exceptional world-class professionals who are experts in cardiology or they might know about oncology or they might be training clinicians out in the field but you're constantly learning about the new needs that are emergent in those different disciplines and you're learning how people can make a difference you know I had the impression, and it is true to a certain extent, that you know, healthcare is, it can be costly as far as equipment and supplies, but there are ways that in through the Good Samaritan Hospital Foundation that a donor could even donate $10, and that actually makes a tangible impact in a patient's life. So we have all sorts of areas of need that um, we're able to support individuals. And we also recently debuted a program called our Caregiver Recognition Program. Yeah, tell which, me more about that. Yes, I, I'm so excited about this program. So uh, many times patients and families will come to our hospital and we'll have a positive experience. And, you know, oftentimes uh, before I was in healthcare, you know, I wanted to, uh, for example, maybe bring a gift basket or give a gift to the caregiver that made a difference in my life. Um, however, we have an opportunity to truly make a gift in support of that caregiver for recognition. And um, the way that it works is that with a small donation towards the foundation, the caregiver actually receives a very special lapel pin. And this lapel pin has um, helping hands on it with a tiny little heart. And that heart is basically that connection between the patient and the caregiver. Um, and it allows the patient and the family to send a special message to that caregiver about the difference that they've made. I actually have a couple messages here. Um, so okay. we recently uh, visited Alana Charlton in physical therapy and uh, a patient actually made a gift in her honor. And so we presented her with this lapel pin and uh, we were able to share with Alana that uh, the patient said that she was a huge asset to Good Samaritan, that uh, she was an outstanding representative to the department and that she was able to convey things in a way that was easy to understand and kind and gentle. It's just those little messages that I, I always tell these caregivers when they receive this recognition on behalf of a patient, you know, start a happy file, on those hard days, you have a special message from a patient that you've impacted and changed their life. That's great. Wow. Wow. It's very <sighs> well, exciting. Yes, yeah. it, yes, it is. Yes, it is. How did you come up with this? I, I, is it an idea that maybe it's been there before, we just haven't heard a lot about it, or this is something that was straight off like, I had an idea, or I saw another hospital do this, or or how did you come up with this? Yeah, we we have learned from you know other facilities, sure. and other hospitals, and have had conversations, but we've always had you know a, a number of patients come to us um, and and share you know I'd love to make a gift in honor of a caregiver that's you know helped me or my family. Um, with this program, we're just really kind of opening the door to everybody and just saying you know this is this is a way to not only recognize someone who directly provided you with. Care. It could be someone who provided care for your family member or even, you know, just honoring someone you know that works at the hospital that you know that every day they make a difference. Um, we all, you know, in all of our professions <laughs> need a little boost from time oh, to sure. time. Yeah. And it's been truly, I mean, it's been so special to surprise because we go and we surprise these caregivers in the middle of their work day. We'll jump into their um, uh, uh, huddles or we'll kind of go into the department. And so all of us sudden it is the celebration of the care and generosity that they've they've given as caregivers and so it's it's always just a, a lots of chills some tears but it's very meaningful for these individuals who come every day to serve our community right right you know during covid we honored a lot of what we call heroes you know and yes. then but but now that the pandemic's behind us so to speak i mean for the most part We've kind of lost that. And I thought, man, we're still heroes. You're still heroes to us. I mean, you know, I mean, you're still there 24-7. You don't shut down. You know, while a lot of people are celebrating Christmas, 
you have employees that are keeping the shop going. Yes, absolutely. And truly, you know, this program, it just brings to surface the gratitude that I know exists within our facility, not just, you know, from patients to caregivers, but it's between caregivers. It's it's everybody. I, I find that we have such a positive hospital where people truly are just so generous and kind. And this is just another avenue to express that. And it also happens to it might benefit their department. It could benefit patient care. It could help turn into equipment. So it's a way to really kind of turn that generosity into meaningful change and, and updates and all sorts of things in the facility. You know, and the problem is, I know a lot of people, and it's, not, it's not against Good Samaritan Hospital. It's the medical field in general. It's it's expensive. I mean, it is. I mean, I, trust me, I know I paid many dollars for my health. But you can't blame the hospital because they're just doing what they're given as far as cost always remember the type of care you're getting the end results what's you know that's what it's about it's not about dollars and cents yes i mean it is you know i'll put our little hospital i, I call it little I, I i'm sorry <laughs> you know if, if the guys are listening uh, administration i didn't mean that our regional <laughs> hospital all right against anybody right now yes. i mean and here's what's even the best thing and Nicole is whenever, if there's something that's a little beyond what they can do, they will send you somewhere. Yes. They know it's your care that's the most important. Well, and I, you know, when it comes to going to a facility, it always makes a difference to go someplace where you feel that you're known, that you're seen, that you're acknowledged. Um, you know, I've been to huge facilities that are known for their, you know, academics and, and, and all sorts of things. But Sometimes people don't even say hello to you in the hallway. In a, in a region like ours, in a regional hospital like ours, you do have that small town feel to it, even though it's a growing facility. Um, and you have that, that just sense of connection, that meaningful sense of connection that makes all the difference. This is a best, it's a terrible story I'm going to tell about myself, but it's not <laughs> about me, but this is a great example is I had a colonoscopy done in April, okay? So, you know, when you go and you get, you do your prep, you go in, in the next morning, you get dropped off by somebody, and then you're up there and you're in a your little booth ready to go, you know, and you're yes. talking to a nurse. There's somebody in another area over, whatever. I'm talking to the nurse. This person on the other side of the cover, whatever you want to call it, the what yells at me, Are you on the radio? I know that voice. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, would that have been in any big hospital or anything? No. And it's like, that made me laugh. That just <laughs> cracked me up. And it's just like, yeah, that's what our hospital's about. It's the connections. It it's is connections. You know, it is, you know? I mean, the nurse, you know, I coached in softball. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, but why does it, why is that so important? Because it is a connection. Yes. It yes. is a connection. And that's what you guys are about, isn't it? Absolutely. Those trusting relationships. It's part of the hospital mission, always building trusting relationships. And that just makes all the difference when it comes to truly, you know, knowing that you are cared for and that you feel, again, seen. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, good, good. And I'm, I'm glad you're talking about caregivers because, you know, they, they, I tell you what, they, they put up, I mean, it's, it's tough, especially if you got a caregiver who works a job and then has to take care of somebody. It's it's really tough. So, yes. and that's where the hospital does help too. So, yes, definitely, it's a true calling. And on behalf of the foundation, we are always trying to express our gratitude to all the caregivers because we recognize it's it's a challenging career at times. It's also, I would say, one of the most rewarding careers, especially you know when you get to see someone. Um, recover and do yeah. well and go on and live a fulfilling life i think that is just uh, i'm sure for our caregivers that is just a 10 out of 10 experience yeah and so all the gratitude in the world to them for sure that's fun that's fun all right anyway so you're implementing that this year yes okay. and we're gonna really push it for next year yes okay, yes right. and we've already started having a couple caregivers as i mentioned um we've had a couple of presentations and it's open to anyone at the hospital okay. who wears a badge okay how do i get us started how do i start this do i say come up to you say nicole here's a hundred dollars i want to put it toward mary who is so good to me 
and, yes. and, and oncology. So we have all I mean, sorts of avenues getting connected to the program. An okay. easy way would be on the website, um, gshvin.org slash foundation. And we actually have a button there called Honor Caregiver. Um, but if you're visiting the hospital and you're on the premises, you'll actually see some signage around the facility for this Thank a Caregiver program. Um, and soon, actually, in the patient rooms, there will be um, some items, just little reminders that if you'd like to, if you encounter some during your stay and you'd like to express your gratitude this is just an, a way to do it there of course are many other you know opportunities as well including just you know talking to those caregivers but we just want to provide an opportunity that also allows for a little bit of an extra su- surprise during the work day okay all right i uh, got a couple more minutes what else well um at this time of the year, you know, we're starting to get back a little bit of the numbers of uh, what we've impacted over the course of 2023. And I'm, I'm really amazed because we really uh, have done some uh, changes to the way that we award our funds. And it's very important for our office to kind of have an open book and to really try and share a little bit about what we do and how many patients we affect. And so far, you know, I'm, I'm thrilled to say that over 1,400 patients have actually received access to healthcare through the foundation. That could be prescriptions, that could be transportation. It, sometimes it's what's called durable medical equipment. So maybe walkers, wheelchairs, and many other types of care. But that seems like a lot. That's, it is it, a lot. That, it seems like a lot. It is a lot. Yeah, we've, we were really, yeah. you know, for many years, uh, we really didn't quite have as much data collection as we do now. And I know that's not the most interesting, <laughs> you know, part of, but we really try and make sure that um, we have, again, that open book that we can report to the community. This is exactly what we're using our funds for, because we know how important it is making donations to organizations and wanting to know truly that they're doing exactly what they say they're going to do. And you've, so you've, uh, you've given me two staggering numbers today, $60,000 you raised in an event and 1,400 people have requested services. Received I, uh, services. Uh, received yes. service. Wow. Yes. Yes. It's, okay. it's amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, We collaborate with our departments, so um, it's not necessarily that individuals, you know, can call up the foundation. We have a process in place to make sure that departments, you know, help us and collaborate to make sure that the patients that are in need gain access to this care. Um, And with our partnerships with multiple departments, such as oncology and, uh, of course, uh, some of our committees, our subcommittees, respiratory, many different groups, we were able to accomplish this. And I, I truly think it's just the beginning of, of, you know, what's to come. But we're very excited to be able to provide this service to the community in all sorts of ways. All right. Wow. Terrific. Wow. Very exciting. Yeah. Yes. yes. You're really looking forward to 2024, aren't you? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And uh, we're really excited to continue, you know, down this this road we started in 2024. Um, we This year, we're finishing up, actually, um, per, we've recently purchased a couple different um, large capital items. So we recently uh, purchased some ultrasounds and some different items for the hospital. And in 2024, um, I, I've gotten, gotten a sneak peek at some of the projects underway, and we're excited to be able to support and continue that impact look forward to talking to you about them next year be great definitely well thank you so much congratulations on a great year and what a way to finish it up and if anybody has any questions or would like to give to the foundation how do they go about doing it they can contact us um, via our website, so um, gshvin.org slash foundation um, or they can call our office at 812 She's simply awesome. Thank you, Nicole. You did a wonderful job. Thank Thank you so much. All righty. Stay tuned. More of the morning chat coming up on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast.
Welcome back to the morning chat with Ed Ballinger on 97.7 FM, 1450 AM here in WAOV Vincennes. Also at 97.3 FM in Washington. Our next guest, we have Reve High School seniors Anna Herman, Ella Benson, and Isaac Cotter here. It's homecoming at Reve. And first of all, good morning. Good morning. All right, Anna, what class are you missing right now? Uh, we are actually missing a free period. Yeah, we oh. are. Oh, <laughs> college, so yeah, yeah, college we'll classes just, are done. So. Yep. Oh, okay. Well, that's no fun. Out of religion a few we minutes did. early. Yeah, we but. skipped out of religion. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> but that's always the funnest part is which class are you missing? Yes. Again, yeah. you know what all the kids tell me when they come on the show is, Ed, take your time. Take your time. <laughs> it's like you don't want to get back to school, so yeah. take your time. So, all righty. Well, it is homecoming. Yes. You're all seniors? Your fourth homecoming? Uh, third. Third, actually. COVID, COVID knocked year. out our freshman year. Yep. That sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it did. I mean, I forgot yeah. about that. Yes. It did. That's not fair. Mm-mm. No, but it's, know, all right. it's all right. We're okay. making it. All right. Well, let's think back when you were eighth graders, okay? Now, Isaac, this may not be appealing to you, so you can just take <laughs> take take five, because it's going to take a five minutes to talk about this. Let's let's. You're sitting in there. In that gym, and you see all the girls in the pretty dresses thinking, next year, that's me. Yeah. Next year, that's me. Remember those days? Yeah. Those were, those were good days. I know Anna had a lot of older cousins that she got to see, but I was, you know, I was sitting in the corner just admiring, looking at all the pretty dresses. You know, I'd try to, like, sneak up. Oh, maybe I can get in my picture with them. You know, <laughs> they'd have some pictures, and they probably didn't know me, but I thought it was really cool. <laughs> okay. yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, I got to tell you, the first time I did a Reveille game and Gosh, you guys weren't even born. 1998, I went to the gym. I had no clue. Nobody ever warned me about this. And I'm thinking, what in the holy heck is going on? Girls in dresses at a ball game. Yeah. They said it's homecoming. I said, I know, but they're in dresses. It's a a very strange tradition. Um, Kind of part of uh, girls' homecoming dress shopping is whether or not you can sit on metal bleachers in it or not. And that's kind of a funny thing about Reve is that (laughs) <laughs> just kind of do random things and it comes together and it's a really good tradition that I know a lot of people in our school cherish and I'm sure the younger kids are looking forward to it but yeah we love it oh I mean it draws the crowds yeah. it just I mean it's like wow I mean and uh, when do you start looking for dresses like in September uh, I got I usually try to get mine towards the end of volleyball season so like beginning of October but some people wait later some people go really early I know a lot of people go before October, and I'm yeah. like, but I, don't, I never have the time to, so I always just go like, end yeah. of October. Okay, I, I just yeah. wonder, because I mean, these dresses aren't Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'll be honest, they're not cheap. No. No, they're no, nice. They're not. <laughs> they're very, very pretty dresses. Thank you. I mean, yeah. they, I mean, but how hard is it to sit and watch a ball game? Um, you know, it depends. Uh, we like supporting the boys, so we would probably be there anyway, but... Um, it makes it harder when you're sitting in an itchy dress or, you know, with makeup sweating down your face. But yeah. we like supporting the boys, so yeah. we're there for that. Remember that, Isaac? They're sitting there in those dresses. You better be playing well. Yeah. Okay? They'll, they'll let you know, you know. And whatever it is, no overtime. No okay. overtime. Oh. Yeah. No overtime. It's not allowed at homecoming. Yeah, no. Okay. Well, homecoming is this Saturday against Medora. Uh, Fad is kind of interesting. You got home games on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yes. Yep. Homecoming Big week. Games, yeah. Yep. Have, have we started working on the stage yet? Yeah, we, we started are. Monday. Yeah, we're, it's been it's a work in progress. We're going, <laughs> trucking along. Okay, who is there a particular class that puts it together? Um, really, no. Uh, student council usually. It's a student council and PTO kind of collaboration. We'll, you know, recruit the boys to do the heavy lifting or however else it works, you know, if we need their trucks. Um, But it's kind of a school effort, honestly. So, yeah, it's a good time. Okay, good. I was just wondering how that worked. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm... It's pretty much all hands on deck. Yeah. I'm just seeing it, and it's like, it's always nice. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Uh, Now, you already have set your, the courts, the nominees, and whatever you call them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So you two are on it. Yes. Yep. Uh, court candidates. It's me, Anna, um, Allison Hensley, Reese McBee, and Katie Mishler. Okay. And then for the guys, it's Isaac, and then Mitchell Early, Mason Trent, Jason Slaughter, and Parker Steiniger. Okay. All right. So there. All right. Yep. So you're all on, gonna be on this court. Yep. Oh, we'll yeah. be on the stage, okay. sitting up there. All right. But uh, now, 
Let me ask Isaac. Is this, I mean, it's a big deal, isn't it? More for the girls than some <laughs> no. of the guys, but. Yeah, yeah. no, but yeah, seriously, it is. I mean, okay, it's a big deal for the girls. You know who else it's a big deal for? Their parents. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, I've never seen so many cameras <laughs> at a ball game. Oh my gosh. It's your I mean, I mean, it's just camera after camera, and they take pictures. Pictures. No, and my pictures. goodness. Yeah. My goodness. Okay. Pictures. Okay. Now, I know you guys are athletes. How competitive are you to win? Do you want to win, it, Queen Ella? <laughs> oh no! I mean, if I win, I win. If Anna wins, I mean, we're all we're all just kind of we're excited to be on court. We're um, it's kind of a toss up. We don't really know who's gonna get it. We're just waiting. And so, where's the competitive? I know. Juice? I know. We, there really like, isn't much we, this year. We have a few couples in our class. Isaac and Ella being one. So um, <laughs> there's um, there's a lot of kind of they could win it, and then Katie and Parker are dating, so they could win it. And there's just a lot of yeah, we just don't know. We're excited for each other. We're all, yeah, we're all just, we're just there to have fun. Okay, good, good. All right. Well, I'm not going to, I mean, that, that's, I mean, yeah. I just, you guys are so competitive. I just can't yeah. imagine just. There's, a, there's times oh, yeah. to be competitive there, and there's times are, to be supportive. All right. Yes, all Anna, Anna said that. All right. Well, for you, Anna, it's a little different situation because, you know, Ella and Isaac, they still got prom to look forward to, right? Yeah. But you don't. I definitely don't. Uh, well, I might, actually. She actually might. We made it so that she can maybe hop well, in a dress and The way come, that it would but... work is... Um... Well, let's, let's, let, let's... First of all, let's let everybody know that you're graduating at midterm to go to UConn play volleyball. Correct. Okay. Uh, so you'll be starting a college in January. Yep. Classes start the 16th. Okay. All right. So you'll be off, and they will still be here, <laughs> but... Now, will you go through graduation in May? Yeah, okay. so I'll All be right. home um, around the week, first or second week of May. So okay. graduation's not till okay. the 21st, so I'll be home. Okay, but this is really what's so unusual is, Ella, how many college credits do you have right now? I just finished taking 17 college credits. I don't know how many I have right now, but I think I'll have almost a year or half a year when I have time I'm graduating. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Do you have any college credit? Yeah, I, I have about my first year done, I think. After. That's just that's what's incredible. Yeah. That's it what really is. That's it's what great. is. It is. It, it's just like, wow. You know, you guys are pretty smart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but but you get off to a good head start and you go into college. Definitely. All right. We'll talk more about your college plans in the next segment. I do want to talk about homecoming, about yes. what it means for Reve. It's a week-long event. Yeah. Uh it's it kind of it's fluctuated over the years when it was. I know uh, one time I think we did it when it was you had turkey games the same week as homecoming. Yeah, and that was uh, that was tough. Yeah, that was tough. That, I mean, but now these, that was separated. So now you get, like I said, you got a girls game Thursday, a boys game Friday, and then you got the boys game Saturday. That's homecoming. It's busy time in the gym. Yeah, the girls have a really big game Thursday um, mm -hmm. against South Knox. So we're excited about that. We're asking for a lot of people to show up there for that and then friday is really big because the boys not only play washington catholic that night but our basketball team's holding the spaghetti dinner at the parish mm -hmm. center and so um it's really big for us because we have to do that and then we have to go saturday is the big day too so we'll have a practice that morning and then we'll go get ready and cheer on the boys that night okay well gosh you, you got it all done yeah okay gotta get that hair done though yeah oh, oh yeah okay now did you ask coach if you can have saturday off for... <laughs> we're gonna go in for an early morning walkthrough so i think practice is like 8 to 9 30 that morning Elegant. but it usually is we used we've had practices before that were later so yeah this is nice ella your dad's an assistant coach oh. say dad <laughs> dad we don't want to practice oh yeah well that's how it is. Oh, so, yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I can't complain. I'm, I'm glad it's early in the morning. Yeah, there you go. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll have more after this on WAOV. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. It's all cold down along the beach. The wind's whipping. 
guys know what time it is. Yeah, we know what time it is. It's time for the Reve Homecoming, isn't that right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Reve Homecoming coming up uh, this Saturday night as Medora comes to town. Uh, what is JV at six? Is yeah, that right? Yeah. Okay. All right. It will be JV. Okay. Yeah. You got a lot of you got a lot of numbers this year, guys. Yeah. I mean, you guys are got what? A lot of kids. Yeah. Up a lot more from eight last year. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I wouldn't mind those one game nights, you know. And, yep. But that's fine. That's good for the program. All right. All right. So anyway, uh, it is your last homecoming. Correct. Do you guys hate hearing that word last? Your last. Your last. You know. Hi. Yeah. Last is the word of the year. Yeah, we we hear that a lot, but you know, it's not a ba- not necessarily a bad thing. More bittersweet. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. So it is homecoming, and you're going to be uh, Saturday. I mean, getting ready to go to the dance, have fun. Uh, the court is named. Go up on stage. You get your pictures. You get to sit up there, watch it from the nice seats. Yes. Okay. Yes. Not, not you, Isaac. <laughs> Hopefully, you'll be playing and not sitting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You want to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But the thing is, then after that, you have a dance. Yeah. Okay. And that goes over to the annex. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. That's pretty simple. Yeah. Very simple. Really is. I mean, that's what it should be. Yeah. Okay. Well, you'll have fun. Yeah, thank well, you. All right, let's talk about the rest of the year. Okay. Yes. Yeah. All right, okay. So anyway, uh, college plans. We just we talked with you, Anna, going on to play UConn, play volleyball, and scholarship there. Congratulations. Thank you. Okay, I mean, the awards are too lengthy for me to mention, so we won't, <laughs> we won't go to it. It's like, okay, another one for Anna. All right, there's yeah. another Okay. But um, what do you want to major in? Yeah, pretty undecided right now. Um, That's not unusual, though. Yeah. No. You know, there are some schools that don't even ask you to declare a major your first year. Yeah, I don't plan on it. Um, you know, kind of just going to go in this semester, taking my gen eds, getting everything kind of squared away, and maybe go back next semester with, you know, kind of an idea. But as of right now, I'm just keeping my mind open. And Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm not going to ask you this, Isaac, because I don't know, but I'm going to hit these two up. What's your GPA? Um, Ella and I both have a 4.0. Thank yep. you. That's all yep. I needed. We're both there. Okay. Yep. Isaac, I'm not going to ask you because I, mean, I, mean, I, 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 I don't know what yours is, and I'm not going to put you on the spot, but I just wanted everybody to know that. Okay. Yeah, we, uh, we, I think we're two of like six valedictorians yeah. in our class of 21 people. So. There are a lot yeah. of valedictorians in our class. We, we have, yeah, a we definitely work hard. Class. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Wow. Two of six. Yeah. Are you one of the other four? I'm not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to pick on you. Hey. But when you're the only guy that comes. Might as well ask. Okay. But that's all right. I got your back. All right. Well, good. All right, Elle, where are you going to school? Um, that's undecided as of right now. I'm waiting on a couple of um, places to get back and uh, see what my um, decision is. But um, i got to make some big decisions this next month, next year. So, I'm looking forward to doing that and hearing back and seeing where I end up. But. Okay, well, let me, uh, since I know Ella, I guess I can yeah. say this. Yeah. You, you went to Notre Dame in the summer, right? Yes. How I was did. that? It was great. Um, it was a good two weeks. It was an interesting two weeks living, like I was basically living the life of a college student on my own, and it was a lot of fun. Um, yeah. It took, a, it wasn't, I thought it was going to be a big adjustment, you know, leaving home, but it was, it actually wasn't that it was it was good once but I got there. you're from a big family. Well, yeah. Anna, Anna's from a big family. Yeah. You're from a big family. Yeah. Isaac, do you have a big family? Five. Five. Yeah. That's still a good big. size. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, somebody's got to break loose, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. It was it was like I mean it was almost similar to Reve. Like we were all just it was everyone was similar. We were all good and had a lot of fun together. Yeah. And it was almost it was a family aspect. It kind of felt homey. But, right. Um, yeah, I'm looking to hear from them and some other places. So okay, good, good. Yeah, what is the big advantage about going to Reve, Isaac? Um, probably the smaller class sizes. I'd say. I mean, it's very intimate. Yeah. 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 We all have a relationship. I mean, we're all close and know each other pretty well. And yeah. So yeah. you, you you know the the freshmen real well and yeah okay. yeah yep you know everybody's Everyone. first and last name. <laughs> yeah I think yeah. in a bigger school you Parents don't get that I mean a lot of freshmen and... don't even and seniors don't know each other yeah. at other schools no yeah. okay I mean that's one advantage right there yeah what is another advantage 
I would say just um, kind of like Isaac said, I think the schooling, like your teachers really care about you and they want you to succeed and they set you up to succeed. Um, the people, you know, like it's just the support aspect. Your teammates support you, your classmates support you, your teachers support you, everyone that comes to the basketball game supports you, you know. It's, Coaches you just feel crease. very like, you just feel like you're just tightly, tightly secure and supported all four years. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now there's the one big misconception. I always tell Mrs. Jones, I'll bring this up. Uh-huh. You don't have to be Catholic to go there. Oh no. Yeah, definitely not. Um, no. We do take religion classes that teach about the Catholic religion, but I would say like more than half of our student like body is not Catholic. Yeah. There's a lot of our class. I know there's a good five or six that aren't Catholic in our class and we aren't that big and Mm -hmm. I mean everyone I mean we all go to mass we go to mass every Tuesday we all go to mass together I I think that's one of the best parts because even if you're not Catholic you still go and you're still there and they still like a lot of people enjoy it who aren't Catholic Mm -hmm. but um it's it's a good part of the school because you're getting that faith aspect and it's still developing your priests the priests support us they're Mm -hmm. great they're just Mm -hmm. like any other teacher or coach Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really a great part of it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's that's the thing is I think somebody sometimes they think that I'm not Catholic, I can't go or oh, no. Yeah. Okay. And here's the other thing I think it's mis- there's a misconception: the cost. Oh yeah. You know, it's a private school, but there, but there are vouchers available. Yes. There's there's aid available. Mm-hmm. You know, just ask. Definitely. There's options. Yep. Yeah, and I think I mean a lot of um, of the tuition money goes towards resources for us and for the students so it all kind of comes back to you and I think that it's just kind of a really important part of our culture especially us being a private school so yeah okay what's your best memory Anna oh goodness um honestly (laughs) uh, my best memory I have to say um was when we were having basketball practice. I think it was probably my oh, sophomore goodness. year. Was yes. that our freshman year? Uh, sophomore. sophomore. Sophomore year. And we're just, you know, doing our ACLs, which is like our warm-ups at the beginning of practice. And Reese McBee, like, looks up at the scores table and, like, screams, or the scoreboard, and a bat starts flying around <laughs> the gym. So, <laughs> so we, have to, we had to Sorry. practice the whole two hours with a bat in the gym. That's not fun. No, it was. It was. They they got it taken care of. Finally. They got it taken care of. We just after we practiced on the other end of the court. Yeah, you know, we left it. Alone. We made do. Yeah. Okay. It was funny though. Okay. <laughs> it was a good memory. It was a good memory. Oh, okay. Okay. I would never have thought that would, but that's okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. totally out of left field. Maybe so. you had to be there. Yeah. Well, it's not what I call. Okay. Isaac, what about you? Um. I've got another bat story my <laughs> freshman year. Um, we were having basketball practice in the gym after school. Don't go to that gym. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, where your, that's where your homecoming is. This happened twice? Mm-hmm. Because uh, PC was there. Oh, and yeah. Charlie and Sam and all them. And so we were shooting free throws at practice, and we were all at our different goals shooting free throws. And then all of a sudden, everyone just kind of like, freezes and then a bat comes flying up from the corner of the uh, gym and just flies around and almost hits Luke's, Luke Weiss in the face and so we ran around with our practice jerseys and stuff and towels trying to catch him and see we always have a, a tennis racket up here we get <laughs> yeah. these old bats oh yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we have a lot of animal we have a lot of animal well, stories that we had there. a cat yeah. get in well a couple weeks you know ago. some of the doors get left open and the cat sneaks through but you know it's, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's funny it's, 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 it's kind of just part of the beauty of it it's yeah. kind of just part of it but that's an old you know this is an old building yeah, i mean i mean that happens yeah. that yeah. happens you know nothing but, against it no okay all right okay why should a kid go to remain um, just, I mean, if, I think but, an, a lot of kids come to Reve when they're, like, struggling to find that sense of, like, home and security and, like, um, friendship, and I think that Reve just has all of those things. Everybody wants to be your friend and everybody wants to support you and, you know, there's really no, like, outcasts. No one gets left out. No one is underappreciated. It's, you know, when the class size is 20 people, everyone's accounted for, and mm-hmm. everyone has a say, and everyone's involved. And I, I think that's why people should come to Reve. Ella? Yeah, I can agree. Um, I, I went to a public school up until fifth grade, and then I came here, and it's completely different. Like, I came in, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not going to have any friends. And 
it was rough the first year because of the grade and like the academics but then once I got adjusted I was like oh this is this is exactly what I needed like I mm -hmm. couldn't imagine still being in a public school because a I wouldn't know any of these amazing people and B mm -hmm. I'm getting so much more here than I ever did there right so, okay it's really good Isaac what about you uh same with Ella I went uh public school and I went to Franklin and then Clark until eighth grade and you know there at a bigger school you know you have everyone kind of has their little groups and uh then i freshman year i moved to Revae and it's just kind of everyone's just everyone's one group it's you don't okay. have that separation kind of okay. it's makes sense makes sense yeah. okay what's the most important thing about homecoming winning oh, the game thank you thank you i'm not gonna say i had a player on here a couple of years ago who didn't say that <laughs> but sitting you're thinking about hmm I'm, I'm not wanting like wow yeah. are you kidding me yeah game yeah. game's got to come first oh so. yeah the boys the boys are the boys have it more difficult than us because they mm. have all the distractions and i know yeah. coach bz really tries to Lock down on them. Make sure, hey, we got to win the game first. Yeah, it makes homecoming much more fun when yeah. you win. Yeah, yeah. And actually, if you beat WC Friday and then Adora Saturday, it really that makes really good week. Yeah. yeah. And what would even be greater we'll is win. to win if some. We win, when we win Thursday, if we win. So All right. It'll be good. All right. Well, we'll appreciate you guys coming in today. Have fun at your last homecoming. Oh, thank you, Okay, Ed. And, and enjoy the night. Thank you. Appreciate yes, it. Thank you, Ed. Have All a good day. All righty. Stay tuned. Midday Edition is next to WAOV.